Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Dear audience, we are back. Monday Musing Season 2 with Episode 4. And in today's episode, we have a special guest with us, Panala, joining all the way from uh, Singapore. Let me just... Yes. Mashallah. Uh, uh, okay. So... Um, our guest speaker for today is Ustada Liana Musfira. She's a single mother of three from Singapore. She's also author of Spiritual Strength in our SCAR, and she's founder at Liana Musfira Network. She, she's active on uh, Instagram and Facebook, and you can also find her on a website. Liana, Ustada Liana, could you please introduce yourself to our audience? Okay, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wabarakatuh. Hello, sisters. Um, it's a pleasure to have your time. Thank you so much for um, um, joining us for this podcast. I would love to give my thanks as well to Sister Iram and Sister Iroda for being amazing, amazing sisters, helping me and supporting me from the beginning of the plan until Allah actually made it happen. Um, I am Sazaliana Musfira, all the way from Singapore, um, a single mother of three. Alhamdulillah, grateful, grateful. And I'm also the author of the Spiritual Strength in Our Scars book. So what I do in Singapore is I conduct Islamic talks and seminars, uh, mostly for Muslim women. So for example, those who have never prayed before, they don't know where to go. That's where they come to Liana Musra Network and learn how to perform the wudu, how to perform the obligatory wash. Um, I also conduct Quranic classes. So we have, for example, my older student, uh, is 65 years old. She's a 65 years old Muslim woman. Um, she's struggling to recite um, um, Al-Quran. So, so she comes to, to my network to learn Iqra all the way from, from beginning. So in, in short, um, I'm a religious educator all the way from Singapore. And inshallah, I look forward to the questions by Sister Iroda and Sister Iram, inshallah. Mashallah, mashallah. And uh, you conduct classes both online and on-site, right? Yes, correct. But because the situation in Singapore is a little bit, um, we are still trying to contain the, the, the virus. So um, to have physical classes is quite difficult. Uh, you can, it's possible, but most of the classes right now is online. It's conducted via, via Zoom platform. Mm. Okay, mashallah. Awesome. Mashallah, mashallah. And um, uh, yep, today's topic also uh, something that ties in with something uh, Sister Liana has experienced personally. And we, are, we will be discussing the questions, what are the challenges of being a single parent and how to overcome those challenges, right? And uh, I often hear from sisters who are single parents, you know, oh, how can we replace the role of a father? How can be a mother and a father in one person, right? Or sometimes they don't, they don't know where to turn for support. And, um, you know, I have sisters who tell me, oh, you can't depend on your brothers and sisters forever. Sometimes it just gets really, really difficult, subhanAllah. So, um, uh, what are the challenges of being a single parent, you know? For those who are seeking comfort, you know, we just want to send the message out, you are not alone, 
right? You are not alone, subhanAllah. From your experience, Estada Liana, what, what would you say to question one? What are the challenges of being a single mother and how, how can uh, a sister overcome these challenges? Hmm. Okay, thank you so much, Sister Iroda, for the question. Um, I think one episode is not enough to talk about the struggle of a single mother because there's many layers of tension or there's many layers of, of, of um, challenges that we have to address. But inshallah, all of us here will be trying our best, sisters. But before we I, I share my response, I would like to make it um, very clear that the things that work for me uh, might not necessarily work for you because all of us are very different Muslim women. We have very unique um, unique situation altogether. So for example, I can be sharing tips and strategies, um, but not necessarily they, they, they might work for everyone, right? So um, listen to us with an open heart. Um, inshallah, at the end of the day, um, use the, the, the sharings or the ilam that we had today as a guidance but not as a as a how do I say it not as a authentic nas or not as a like okay this is what Usaza said I have to follow this if I don't follow this I will fail because we're not here to spoon feed you but rather we are all here inshallah to learn together if it works alhamdulillah if it doesn't work let's relearn what are the ways that that will work um for me one of the biggest challenge um, that I receive is because I'm a religious teacher, I'm an Ustaza. So um, every community would see an Ustaza as someone that's very, very high up there, like someone very respectful. So for an Ustaza to go through divorce, there must be something wrong. So when I was go going through divorce, um, a lot of my students actually were very, very confused. They were saying things like, you're an Ustaza, you, you know the Quran, you know, the hadith, you know the teachings of the prophet, how did your marriage end up in divorce? So this is difficult because they, they associate my work as a religious educator with my personal life. That is where um, it gets very, very difficult for, for me to address. But then again, um, if we look at the other challenges of a single mom is what do you answer to the society? What do you answer to the people around you? Even your parents, even your siblings, even your relatives, even the friends. Um, why? Why did the divorce happen? What caused the breakup of the marriage? Um, don't you care for your children? So they started to ask you questions that sometimes you don't even have the answers. You are already struggling to accept the, the test, the trial that Allah has put you in. But at the same time, you are still having to hold yourself, hold your children, and also hold all the questions that are coming from all the angles. And, and I think some of the women are still in a position that they have to answer these questions. They owe an a, a, a explanation or a justification as to why their marriage um, ended up in a divorce. So... So these are some of the challenges that, that, that they have to face, like comments, opinions, thoughts of others, feedback, unnecessary feedback. You are already going through so much internally. You are already going through self-blame. Did I cause the breakup of the marriage? Uh, am I a bad wife? Was I a bad mother? Um, should I have treated my ex-partner differently? You are already going through so much internal self-blame. And it doesn't help that externally you are also getting attacks. So it's so many, right? Sister um, um, and, and Sister Irona, there are so many from external challenges, 
from the people around you, from the people who don't know about your story, from the the norm, the community still believe that women who went through divorce, they they are they, there's something wrong with them. To the culture, some community they they still believe that. Um, women who went through divorce, they don't deserve a second marriage. So externally, you're already having so much um, weight and baggages. And internally, you're also going through a lot of, it's like a roller coaster emotion. So, so it's really, it's really a never ending um, um, journey of ups and downs. Uh, the, from the moment you decide to end your marriage, to the moment it happened, to the moment it actually happened, to five years later, after the divorce happened. So the challenges come in many, many forms. Am I, am I speaking sense? Is this, yes. am I like? Yes, yes. yes. Absolutely. Subhanallah, yes. you know what, what was I thinking? I was thinking, subhanallah, obviously I have not experienced it as a, like a, in person. I was thinking, you know, the challenge will be, you have to pay the rent and you have to pay the bills, do grocery yourself. And yes. these were the things that were crossing my mind. But what you said brings a completely new perspective to this uh, yeah. idea, subhanallah. You, you are right, subhanallah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it it is the challenge yes you you have you know because we live in this dunya right you do have worldly problems you still have mouths to feed you still have to get on with your daily tasks uh, you know you still have to do your grocery you still have to take the bin out right these yeah. are the things you still have to do but mentally you know it's harder to deal with the mental emotional spiritual challenge that's what really hit me right now subhanallah oh my god Alhamdulillah. So, so what I learned, um, Sister Iram and Sister Iroda, is that I may be divorced legally in terms of documentation and in terms of the hukum of Allah, like the rulings of Allah, the talaq has happened. But emotionally, um, a woman still struggle to divorce. So there's emotional divorce, there's physical divorce. Like, like after all, he was the father of my children. I, I, I held his hand. I received his company. I can remember his voice. So physical divorce is also another challenge. And then there's also um, a mental divorce. Like before this, you are going to weddings with someone else. And then now you are receiving wedding invitations with just your name alone. So, so it's not only um, um, divorce uh, shara'i in, in form of law, Islamic law. It's not only divorce um, um, legally by 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 you know by by the country, but it's also divorce internally, emotionally, mentally, and physically. Like, so if you if the marriage was seven years old, it would require you another seven years old for you to be officially divorced. So it's really, really um, um, dangerous, actually. I would say dangerous. I would say um, um, the, the, the sister who wants to remarry really have to make sure she's internally strong. Her core is really strong and prepared before she embarks in another journey. Because sometimes you are not fully divorced from the first marriage and you're already jumping into another marriage just because you cannot stand the loneliness. So you need you need someone and, and I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to hide it. It gets lonely. Mm -hmm. It was seven years of marriage, um, three children. Uh, I had someone with me the entire time and now like suddenly I have to do it all alone. So um, see to it, things like 
you know, attending attending your best friend wedding can be a very traumatizing incident for you. Um, I would like to share Sister Iram and Sister Iroda. I couldn't attend weddings all the way till now. I'm very happy and pleasant for, for my friends. Yes, yes, Adam, I, I'm working. I'm, I'm very, I'm very um, happy for my friends. But then internally, I can still remember the trauma of my divorce. Mm -hmm. Yes, so say hello, say assalamualaikum. Alaikum. Okay. Yes, assalamualaikum. Okay. <laughs> the you know what, your children remind me, you know, as it's especially difficult when there are children, right? When there are children, when, when you have no children, it may be easier to say, you know, like and things on a like positive note and, you know, right. part ways right. and move on. But when children are involved, mm -hmm. even after getting divorced, like, for example, the father needs to keep in contact with the children. Right. So mm -hmm. you'll have to make arrangements, maybe see weekly or, you know a uh, few times a month and so you kind of you're trying to forget but it's right there on your face right subhanallah right. <laughs> yeah right there. no matter what you do no matter how you try to 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 hide or try to divorce guess what it keeps coming back especially when there's children you're right when there's children the connection is almost impossible to detach because you're already bonded by the most powerful person in your life, which is your children. You can be so angry with your ex-spouse, but at the same time, you are so in love with the children who are there only because of your ex-spouse. So it's a very complicated process to, to, for women to, to experience. Um, um, it, and then another challenge would be, how do you explain to your children? Before this, they will see two together. Now they will see one individually. And then there's parenting, the differences of values in parenting. Um, the mother would want this, the father would want this. It's like, like I said from the very beginning of the podcast, the challenges begin from the moment you thought about it to the moment it actually happened, to the moment the talaq actually happened, all the way to five, 10 years, 11 years, 20 years later, the challenges will come from multiple forms. Yeah, so really, like, like this is an interesting topic. I would love to to hear what some of the sisters who are actually going through this, what are they sharing? Because I think there's no platform for single mothers to actually just express everything that's going on. Yes. I realize that that single mothers, all they do is to function. They keep on functioning. I have to function. I don't. I don't have any choice. Like some of my students, like I would say, fifty percent of my followers are actually um, um, single mothers. They they came to me because they are so connected with my story. Maybe they didn't see an ustaza who divorced before, so they needed that spiritual help. They were angry at God. Some of them were saying that Allah, why me? I have I have a student who have five children. Three of the children has autism. And, and that's a lot to, 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 to juggle as a mom. What more if you're a single mom? So she came to my office. She was crying. She was saying, Ustazah, um, why, why me? Allah, knew, Allah knows that I'm already at my end. But why he decided to also test me with divorce? I already have three children with autism. They are very, very severe autism. It's very bad on, on the spectrum. And also divorce. And now I'm all alone. I, I am not working. So these... This tragedy can make a woman doubt 
Allah's mercy towards them. Yes, yes. But but again, I think in my book, I was talking about how every problem or every disaster that Allah gave you is only to bring goodness to you. You only have to choose the right key. Because if you choose the key of giving up, I was I was separated at the age of 25, which is very, very young. In, in Singapore, it's 25, three children separated. I was questioning God. I was like, oh Allah, I memorized the Quran. I have been teaching women how to how to pray. I have helped women to convert to Islam. Like, why divorce on my on my marriage? So for the longest time I was having questions to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then I realized it depends on which key you take. Every one of us has, has a problem, right? Allah has mentioned in the Quran, um, 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 what did he say? Every single one of us will, will have a form of bala. But, but you need to know what key to take. And the problem with us women is that we don't know which key to, to take for the right lock. And we feel that the key is, is only, is the key is with others. We don't have the key. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So we, we look for solutions from others. For example, I will go to 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 uh, Sister Iram, and I will say, "Today I'm feeling sad." So I will say, "Oh, Sister Iram has all the positivity in the world. I don't have it. Sister Iram has the key. I don't have it." I will go to Sister Iroda's Instagram and look at her Instagram TV. Oh, look! Look at how she manages to to take care for the children. I can't do that. So they often feel that other women have it, have the key accept themselves so it, it doesn't help um, when you are already going through divorce you're also practicing self-blame you're also not being able to look at the strength you have you will keep falling deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole so 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 the key is faith okay we talk a lot about the key so the key is your faith god gave you this as is because he knows you're the right person to get out of it um, and and the key, another key is faith. Another key is your your um, spiritual resilience, um, and another key is your your uh, support system. You cannot do this alone. Another key is your self love. Understand that yes, I may not I may have failed as a as a wife, but I will not fail as a woman. So there are many keys. We can go on and on. I think to ten episodes, right? Sister <laughs> all the way. If we would. Yeah. If we were to talk about the keys that that a woman, Muslim woman, need, I hope I'm making sense. Sister, please yes. stop me. Please, please stop me if I'm not talking. I'm loving everything the- that you're saying. saying alhamdulillah. So I'm enjoying I- it. <laughs> yeah, Sister Iram, is it like you? I would. Quite- uh, I would like to share here something that I would raise. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was. I was just. I was. Uh, absorbing whatever um eliana was saying uh, uh alhamdulillah and the thing is i was raised by a single mother and i bring that up again and again for because the reason to that is because i can see what you were saying and while growing up with a single parent i saw her struggle mm-hmm. and uh, uh for her uh, and when we grew older when we were in our ages of marriage right when when we when we were in our teen years actually i asked her why didn't you marry you were like smart and you're good looking and you know you're you're independent and you're so strong and how come you never got married like you should have gotten married like i'm i'm already like wanting to get married and my sister will be married inshallah soon so why 
And she said, like, I had the option. It's not like even I did not have the option. But the thing is, um, I just chose um, to to raise you two on, on Dean and to raise you two nicely. So so that was my choice, right? And uh, And I remember her watching television or, you know, spending hours doing something that was that was mundane that was mundane after after her day's work she was a nurse by profession so after like seven after like 10 hours of work she would come home she would cook for us she would feed us and then she would just like switch off like totally switch off she would listen to us I remember we used to talk to her a lot like really a lot sometimes she would say like stop talking please (laughs) she 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 was a very good friend she was adventurous and everything but when you when you said this that you know um it's um it's the mental physical emotional everything and i did not understand how much she must have suffered and the, and the burden she must have carried until i got married and when i got married i understood why she would behave a certain way and why she had certain standards and why she would say certain things and subhanallah it's um uh, it's not easy. It's it's really not. And, and you said 25, 20, if the girls are not even married today at the age of 25, <laughs> they're still in university. If you ask them, they're becoming doctors. They're in their last year, you know, in the last year of medicine or something like that, or being a lawyer or doing their PhDs. Yeah. And, uh, well, Mashallah, yeah. would you be your mind? A lot of um, to say, Mashallah. Wow. I, 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 but I, I think now nowadays, um, the single mothers always feel the need to, I need to be strong all the time. So they keep faking the strength until one day they just cannot do it anymore and they, they start to crack and crumble um, um, and, and, and it will definitely affect the children. So I think in my, in my classes, in my, in my talks and seminars, I, I encourage women to be vulnerable. Emotions are, are blessings from Allah. Like when you feel the pain is a blessing from Allah so if you keep hiding them if you keep pushing them under the rug you're not experiencing the emotions or the feel you cannot appreciate peace if you don't feel the pain I would not be able to understand what peace is if I didn't go through the pain of divorce I wouldn't be able to to understand that that every single second with my child is important uh, is, is, is precious because for me, I took it for granted. Yes, my children will always be with me. But but in the case of divorce, the mother works extra hard because, hey, guess what? They will, he makes the mothers like, oh, every time is precious. So really, it's, 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 um, it's all about turning the, the darkest part of your life to a to a more doable, to a more peaceful um, um, part, inshallah. Yes, subhanAllah. Um, Aaron, can I ask, did you get to see your father or um, or not? Like he, he passed or how did she maintain that relationship? Yeah. Uh, we did not. Uh, our In our scenario, our <laughs> may Allah have mercy on him. He's, he's still alive, mashallah. But... Um, we did not meet we were in different countries okay. and um in the early years he he wanted to 
but my mom was resistant to the idea and then in later years he did not want to because he was married mashallah and he had his his children from the other marriage and so it was um we never actually mm-hmm. met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my mother so, uh, so in, in, in that scenario i think it was sorry go ahead no 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 go ahead go ahead Finish your point. No, no, I, w- I was just saying that in our scenario, it was much easier <laughs> because there was there was just us and our mother, and that's it. And parenting in the parenting department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my mother-in-law. I wanted to mention. I wanted to mention the story of my mother-in-law. Basically, she was also. Uh, her husband passed away in a car accident when she was 27 and she was left with four children right mm-hmm. and uh, so obviously my husband is one of the four and uh, she also so she she's been single mother most of her life she's 65 now and she's been a, a, yeah. you know a single mother since the age of 24 raising four children alone and she often mentions this thing you know you like you have to uh, keep up the pretense that yes I can do this you know yes I am a strong woman so she said I never there there are moments that I wanted to scream and cry but you have to put on a smile and carry on you know because you don't want people to feel sorry for you or like you don't want that you have to you know explain yourself like all them uh, explanation or um so for most of her life i realize now she kept up like she you know she faked being strong she kept up that pretense like oh i can do this you know and she she's taught that to her children as well you know life is a battle so you only look forward you just keep going keep going and uh, remember she 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 grew up in in the soviet union right so um and there, there wasn't much financial help basically and uh, so they struggled a lot not just like you know mentally physically spiritually but also like financially you know and um, to provide for the family you know to be able to send them to school uh just to put a bread on the table she says it wasn't easy so uh she's like that's why she's very grateful for like little little things but i think she has a big scar emotionally like spiritually because she hates to be in the like victim mentality you know she's like you know, she's like no like she has being vulnerable basically and uh, it really hit me when you said you know it's okay be vulnerable like acknowledge your uh, emotions it's okay to cry even now she finds it really difficult to this day to cry but she says it like oh I feel like you know like screaming and crying but I just no 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 you know like carry on going subhanallah it it is like you said the, the challenge come in many different layers, right? So far, we have talked mostly about the mental challenge. Um, yes, difficult mentally, psychologically, emotionally difficult, spiritually difficult, because Allah says that, you know, like you, I, I have created you in pairs, right? You are, you are meant to be in a companionship and everybody seeks that companionship in their daily lives and but how about other tasks you know like i said you still have to carry on right you still have to uh, 
you still have mouths to feed you still have to you know lapis to change you still have to do those things and um, I know sisters in the UK now who struggle financially because uh, after divorce sometimes fathers don't provide sometimes they do sometimes they don't right mm -hmm. so the mother has to provide for the family pay rent pay bill you know uh, drop out school pick up from school um, if mashallah if the fathers are willing to share the responsibility post-divorce mashallah very good right but again it's a struggle sometimes sisters don't want to because there's like oh i just want to put an end to this you know i don't want to be constantly like you know texting back and forth arranging things appointments just like seeing once a month is enough uh, but sometimes you know the fathers are involved and um how do you like how do you manage that how you know like can you do you have some practical tips when the fathers are involved or when the fathers are absent after divorce, um, what, like, the, the, the women are supposed to have four hands and then just, like, you know, juggle everything or, like, oh, are there any practical tips? Okay, good, great question, Sister Irida. So, um, if we, we can have become like an octopus, octopus, <laughs> Okay, we have 10 fingers. Alhamdulillah, we have, we have 10 fingers. Alhamdulillah. It, um, um, there's two um, parts to Sisra's question. The first part is, if the father is willing to be involved post-divorce, it would mean um, um, a lot more interaction with you. It would mean a lot more interaction with the child. It would mean a lot more um, um, opportunities for things to ignite again or for worse things will happen. It can either go into an argument for example or it can either go into a, a become more you know works works better than before um i think for the ladies they need to understand that um you are now an entirely different person um you are no longer his wife that is one thing you are in a strong muslim woman individually and you are the parent of the child so this is where the women need to slowly uh, make the difference you are no longer a wife but you are still a parent and the, the father as well i am no longer a husband to her but i am still a parent so the, the the head that you are playing the role that you are playing has to already be determined before you actually have that interaction so both of you are there right in front of the school because both of you are parents to the child not because both of you are couples or not because both of you are, are, are partners to each other so so i think what makes it difficult is because some of the women they still have that baggage as a wife towards their ex-husband so they cannot surpass that they cannot take that baggages away and they bring that baggages in their role of becoming a parent so they cannot see the difference. And, and, and as much as I, I am speaking about this, as much as I'm, I'm, I'm giving, giving um, advice to couples and, and before they get married, I, I too had my moments where it was difficult because I was his wife for seven years. I still remember how I spoke to him. We, I still remember the way we communicated. We made decisions for the children. But now it's different. Now I'm here because I'm the mother of the child. And I have to respect that he needs to be here because he's the father of the child. 
um, I think in most situation, the women allow their anger to to act out, and they use that to deny the rights of the father to the children. Or sometimes it's a, sometimes the father is financially abusing the ex-wife to control right. the children or the situation. So it goes both way. But I do I do see how how you were you're saying yes. Pasha, so so ladies, some of some of the stories would be that the fathers are the one that are causing pain, causing hurt. They are the one that that cause more trouble than actually trying to help out. So this is where you have to be strong internally and make wise decisions as a, as a parent. And it's, it's difficult because at the same time you're trying to become a parent, you're also getting, how do we say it, attacks by, by, by your ex-partner. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. doesn't want to give child maintenance. The court has already given you order for him to give child maintenance. He doesn't want to give it. What are you going to do? Are you going to go to his house? Are you going to like demand? Are you going to throw stones? What are you going to do? So this is <laughs> what the women is, is, is really, they have to do so much. I don't know how your mother did it, Sister Iram, but oh, they had I- to do so much. <laughs> No, I think in the case of my mother, mashallah, she was, she had a, she had a job and mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a stable job and it was a different country. Uh, mm-hmm. So these were the two good factors and her support system was also sisters who were either single parents or who were, uh, you know, not married. And so it, it, it became much, much more easier. Although she, she, socially, she was very selective of the type of the circle she kept. In my life, I also saw fathers like my own uncle, yeah, my from my, my mother's brother. He was divorced, but I saw him the entire time paying for his daughter, who was living with the mother, um, uh, throughout like the school and the college, university, even her wedding. He wow. paid it, but he did not. But he did not stay with the daughter. He did not even ask for the daughter to come visit or anything. If she would come, he would very be happy. He would mm. welcome. But if she would not come, he would not. So this was one father, and the other father that I see. Is um is of my sister's uh, husband. So, um, my my sister and her husband. This is their second marriage. Mashallah, they've been married for three years now, right? And uh, my sister had her son from her previous marriage, who who has a DeGeorge syndrome. He's um, and that's that's going to be with his entire life. He needs all sorts of support. And then from my brother-in-law's uh, previous marriage, he had two children who are now going to be teens. And mm-hmm. so I, I see how he provides for the children and how they are like, you know, uh, how almost every week they're there and then second week they're at the mother's and how they're interacting. And, and what you just said, like just being the parent and extracting all the emotions is extremely challenging and extremely burdening. And now my sister steps in and she is the stepmom. So I see the stepmom side of it and she's not the mother and she can be the mentor, but the children are not warming up or our children are warming up to her. And, and how, the you know, it's like, subhanAllah, we humans are so beautiful in our complex relationships. Right, right. I, I agree. That's, that's beautiful to, to hear that the fathers are still supporting the children post-divorce. Because because I think the norm is the fathers just let go and just focus on their which new is, life. Which is true. Which is true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but this is like these are the kind of heroes. These are the kind of heroes that we need to we need to 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 celebrate. Mashallah. Yes. This is this is like I I have a couple of friends who went through divorce and 
what happens is the fathers, you know, in order to take revenge on on the sister who, who decided to get divorced, they completely cut off, you know, any type of relationship with the children altogether because they just can't put up, you know, being in touch with the uh, with the, the mother, but also they want to punish the mother, but they don't realize mm -hmm. that trying to punish the mother they're actually hurting like, like the children right because i know one um one i was just yesterday telling to my friends as well you know um, one of my friends she when she got divorced with three children the her husband decided to move to canada and it has been you know uh, seven eight years now and uh, mashallah the 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 eldest her eldest was 12 now going to university and they have never seen their father ever since the divorce so he just completely, you know, they, and they have questions. They they ask questions because, you know, the, the divorce happened at the age of 12. So they remember of their father, but they, they don't know what happened to him. SubhanAllah. It, it is really difficult, you know. How can we, um, like... I was reading in the book, you know, children have, I said, it's difficult when we have children involved, right? And children have this weird way of interpreting things. For example, in the case of divorce, you know, when when uh, when couples get divorced or even separated, most children think that it is their fault. You know, they mm -hmm. blame themselves like, oh, I must have done something wrong. And that's why my mom and dad get married. I'm talking about from, you know, I was reading a, a book by Ida Lishan and she's a child psychologist. You know, she's old, like she she got, uh, and that, that she was explaining from her interviews with, you know, thousands of children that she did. Uh, and this is what conclude that, that, that the conclusion the children come to is, I must have behaved wrongly. Uh, I must have done something wrong or, you know, this is why this happened. You know, it is because of me uh, they, they got uh, divorced. So how do you how do you explain these things to, you know, they don't understand this, this co complex relationship problems, right? How do you explain these things to children? Beautiful question. Um, Sister Iram, I would love to know what are the questions that you ask your mom? with regards to the divorce. Did you remember the questions that you asked her? And how old were you? Do you remember? See, in my case, I was five and a half and I saw the worst parts of their marriage. So I did not have any questions. <laughs> I did not, I knew. It was my younger sister because the divorce happened right after she was born. And until she was 18, she never saw our father. Not even a photograph, not even a picture. And when she turned, so she never asked, she used to ask mama, I remember this from her. She used to ask mama, do I look like my father? Do I behave like my father? Was my father funny? Was, was this about my father? Was that about my father? And mom used to, she used to say, she used to say things. Yeah. She used to answer her, but it was only when she turned 18 and because uh, we were living in the United Arab Emirates and she had to go to a university in Pakistan we needed a, a letter from the father, a domicile, we, we call it a domicile, which says that um, uh, the father lives in this area so she can apply for scholarships in that area, right? And uh, it was the first time that, that she met our father and, and subhanAllah, that, that's a whole separate thing about how the interaction happened, but um, she was so happy that, you know, 
she's going to meet the father and she's going to talk to him and things did not pan out how she had imagined subhanallah and allah allah's qadar but um she had a lot of questions yeah i did not <laughs> i knew alhamdulillah i was i was like no thank you i'm okay thank you <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wow. I, I, I wish I was there to witness the moment where your sister met your father. It must be a very heart, heartwarming moment. Mashallah. I, I, my children are six, four and three. So very, very small. Six, four and three. So very close to Sister Iram's age. Yeah. And because the separation happened from years ago. So... Uh, my eldest was only four when he witnessed everything. And there were questions, Sister Iroda. There were questions that even... And Ustaza, we've been learning books after books from Sheikh after Sheikh in university. Sometimes I couldn't answer my children. We can all be motivational speakers and be very good speakers on stage. But most of the times when it comes to, to, to our, the deepest part of our life, we don't have any answers. So, so I didn't have the answers when my first child was asking me why does he have to transport between two houses so right now um, we are sharing right um, sometimes he will go to his dad's house sometimes it will be um, my house and and both of us tried to fetch and send and try to be civil he would for a four-year-old boy and he was like why do i have to transport to two houses why can one of us um, just come to each other's house? Or and then another question was like, why can't the the two houses connect together like magnets? So these are some of the questions. Um, so I had to ask a, a family therapist for this because sometimes, I mean, in the Quran, like like we cannot find okay if your 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 child asks you this, this is a question, right? We don't have a manual for that, and this is. This is how beautiful the religion is. They are, our religion taught us to learn from the right channel, right? So this was where I had to call a family therapist. And, and they knew me, the, the therapy agency, they, they knew me. Oh, Ustaza, oh, what are you here for? Are you here for a talk? No, no, no. I'm here for a session, actually. So it took me so much, I would say, humility and, and readiness to just like, I'm sorry, um, I'm not here for a talk. I'm here to actually... Um, have a session because I need help with my parenting. Really, Sister Iram, I think I, I I was so I was ashamed of what they're gonna they they're gonna think of me. Like, hey, you're 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 a speaker. You're on the TV. You're everywhere. Like, but so they when I was there, they thought I was there for recording. What happened? Oh, okay, okay, all right. Well, then what what do you think we should do now? Maybe try to negotiate. Let's try to negotiate. Okay, Bibi, I think. Okay, okay, okay. What about what about? Chicken mute. Just... Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay, Bibi, change your name again. I don't call you. Okay, I'm so sorry, ladies. That was my three years old. Okay, and then and then um. So I think one of the things that she was sharing with me, the the family therapist was sharing with me, was that um when you answer to your children. It cannot have any signs of you staying bad of the other parent. Yes, yes, that's absolutely true. I yeah. think one of the reasons I turned out sane was because my mother never ever said anything uh -huh. bad about our father. Never, like really. And, and I'm amazed. Like, how did she do it? But yeah, like, yeah. Right. it takes but, a lot so, of self-restraint. 
for sure, for sure, mashallah. Because I think when you're so angry, the only thing you want to do is to talk bad about the other parent. Oh, do you know that your dad is like this? Oh, it's because your dad made me unhappy. That's why I had to uh, have my own house. You are so tempted to sell that, but really, like the tongue, like like the prophet taught us, like faliyakul khairan awliyasmu. You better keep quiet. You better yeah. say something nice, or you better keep quiet, right? So, so your children cannot hear that. When they yeah. hear that, that's when they, I think there's red alarms everywhere. So you know, subhanallah, it's a true. This is so funny. You know what my mom used to say? She said, "I'm so grateful that I'm not living in the hell, <laughs> so I would never say anything bad because why would I want to put myself in that in that headspace? I am so happy where I am right now. I am at peace. You are safe. I am safe. Everything is okay. We are we are learning, growing together. We are loving as a family. Alhamdulillah. I have nothing to complain about. That right. was her. That was her. You know, outlook." To the kind Mashallah. of life that she was leading, and Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. Yeah. Okay, I have I have a guest of honor today. I apologize. <laughs> Mashallah. Mashallah. Yeah. Allahumma barik. May Allah preserve your children. Subhanallah. And then let, let's talk about a little bit about support. Yeah. We we did say that. Yes. The, there's no need masking things, pretending, faking, because it's not going to get any better from there onwards. So we have to, you know, uh, form our own support network uh, as uh, as women with uh, like-minded women. And sometimes, you know, uh, even your own family can be against your decision and they just try to um, abandon you or cut off relationships post-divorce, right? Because they don't yeah. want the stigma of like, oh, she's a, she's a divorced woman. Like, you know, sometimes even yeah. brothers and sisters cut off relationship. And yes. um, so where where can a single mom's turn for support? How they should, um, you know, uh, have that support network around them so they don't feel all alone? Beautiful question. Really, um, um, Sister, Sister Rhoda, we cannot go through this world alone. It's, it's whether you are divorced or, or, or you're still in a marriage, I think life on its own is it's already a very challenging path. We are always in need of someone. We are always in need of, of, of a, a companion or, or, or a, 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 a friend. Like even the, the best of human being, Prophet Muhammad needed a companion. He couldn't do it all by himself. He needed Abu Bakr to do it with him. He needed Sayyidah Khadija to do it with him. What more us, right? Um, um, we, need a, we need a strong circle. Just now Sister Iram was talking about how her mother survived because she had strong support system. So it, it, cannot, it, it can be from anyone, either your friends, your neighbors. Sometimes it might not necessarily be your parents or siblings because just now Sister Iram was saying that, sorry, Sister Iroda was saying that sometimes they are the ones that are against you. So where do you go then? These are your flesh and blood. If they don't try to have empathy towards you, where then can the Muslim women go after divorce, right? It will make herself, it will make her hate herself even more. Even my parents don't agree with what happened to me. Where do I go now? So seek support. Um, um, there are others. If, if you don't, the last you need is toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. If your girl is toxic, you don't need that. I think there was one friend I had to like really at, at, avoid her because she was like, yeah, because it's your fault. Um, who asked you to not be like, who asked you to get married so early? Who asked you to have children so fast? Um, I told you, right? You shouldn't have get married to him, right? Like <laughs> all these questions. 
that I'm already going through so much and you are giving me questions and comments that cannot change anything. Yeah. It can only make me feel worse. So these are the kind of, of, of um, circle that you need to be, to choose carefully. The prophet taught us to choose our companions carefully, right? You are the religion of your friend, right? So choose friends. Um, and the second one, I think I would love to, to, to um, um, talk about the safety net. So in my book, um, I was talking about a woman who doesn't have anyone else in her life except herself. And if she's not able to, to get help from within, what does she do? So in, in my book, this is where I was um, um, introducing the, the concept of a safety net. So I was, I was telling the sisters that every single one of us, we have a safety net. Sister Iram has her own safety net. Sister Iroda has her own safety net. So this safety net is where there's you, your thoughts, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's, it's like a, a net. So when, when there's net, when you fall on a net, you bounce back. You bounce back. You're protected and you bounce back. So, but, but the fall, no matter how intense the fall is, how fast the fall is, no matter how much impact the fall is, as long as you have a strong safety net, you will be able to bounce back and be protected. So what is this safety net? Yes, my dear. Is chocolate, do you want? Okay, you can have it. So this safety net, I was talking about the faith towards Allah and the faith and confidence towards yourself. It's just these two, but it's so difficult to have. It's so difficult, difficult to have because guess what? We still think that our safety nets lie in others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, mm -hmm. I still on times like, oh, I need to be like Sister Iram. Look at her. She's always smiling. Oh, I need to be like Sister Iroda. Look at how calm she is. I still struggle to find a safety net within us, within mm -hmm. myself. So this is where, ladies, each of us has that capacity in us to create our own safety net. If you don't know how to create it, guess what? Allah has created it for you. You just need to tie the rope or take the pillar to tie it and make it stronger. So the safety net are just three things that your faith to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala know that he will never let you fall. Every time you fall, there will always be his safety net at the end of the road. Always be. You just have to believe that there is a safety net waiting for you. Number two, you have to have confidence in yourself. He chose you out of the billions of women in this earth because he knows you have it in you to go through divorce. My divorce went viral like, why did Allah choose me? So I had to I have to believe because Allah knows I can handle the news, the the, the propaganda, the, sorry, not the 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 the, the news, the, the viral comments, the, the you know the, the people on Instagram, they are always very ready to attack because Allah knows I can handle them. And number three, you have to have spiritual resilience. Resilience is not about bouncing back. But it's about because I think right, sister, sister Ram, I think you can correct me for this because when you fall, you are expected to bounce higher. But but the higher you bounce, the deeper you're gonna fall. So when you fall, it's good enough for you to go back to where you were. Because women expect when they fall, they want to oh I need to bounce back higher, Saza. I need to do better than I was before. But then the higher you go, the deeper you're going to fall. So when you fall, try to get back to where you were first and then slowly climb up um, um, to better levels um, in your life, inshallah. I hope I'm speaking sense. 
I'm loving <laughs> it. Me too. You you know, beautiful analogy, mashallah. You know, you, you talk so much wisdom and we we can sense, like we can feel what you have been through, subhanAllah. And I am loving the analogy. So the sisters remember the faith and the confidence in yourself and spiritual resilience, yeah? And I love yeah. the idea of safety net. Yes, as long as you have the safety net, you know, no matter how far you fall, you know, that you, you have the net, you know, to bounce back, subhanAllah. And that net is always with Iman, with uh, your connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with the making da'a and believing in the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the, the, the predestiny, right? Um, there's nothing we can do about the past, and but we can still do something now to make us strong, to get grounded and to serve our children from a better place, inshallah and there's there's a wisdom and khair you know if allah has willed it to happen then there's wisdom and khair in it subhanallah inshallah final thoughts eram uh alhamdulillah i mean i am so grateful jazakallah <laughs> khair sister Eroda, for making me a part of this and for being able to connect with ustaz oliana jazakallah khair it um this was really um heartwarming for me because I could relate what you were saying and Rosa's sister Rosa did say that we felt that you have been through it it's not somebody who's just saying things for the sake of saying or because you wrote it but you felt each and every emotion in it and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you strength and increase you in more wisdom and izzah and dunya and akhira and make your children strong and beautiful and a source of coolness to your heart and eyes and all the khair that you spread in the world may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you back infinitely like inshallah dunya and akhira ameen allahumma ameen allahumma ameen thank you so much sister i'm this beautiful I, I learned so much from you and your story i would love to meet your, your mom please send my salams to her and and if she can share some you know words of wisdom to keep a young divorcee mom going i would love to hear her her advice to say around in my life i saw my mom divorced and i saw my sister divorced and so i <laughs> my uncle was divorced there was a lot of divorce around me <laughs> so i know I, I i understand it's it's a struggle subhanallah it was a struggle subhanallah, subhanallah. may allah grant ease to all the sisters who are single parenting mashallah may allah grant khair and barakah in their time. May Allah preserve their children. Uh, Sister Iroda, we can't hear you. Oh, subhanallah me me and my mic right yes subhanallah yeah i was just making da'a for the single sisters uh, you know allah make it easy it's not easy it's not easy being in a marriage right uh and being a parent you know with a father and mother and you know but it's it, it is difficult because it's meant to be difficult it's hard you know we, we it's i think accepting that it's inevitable the hardship is inevitable you know uh, 
it makes things easier inshallah and um, yeah we will wrap up with today's uh, beautiful discussion with Ustada Liana Musfira mashallah you can follow her on Facebook and Instagram also visit her website lianamusfira.com and she is conducting online courses and if you are a, a single mother you know struggling to find your tribe to find your village maybe you can get in touch with her and also I would highly recommend to read her books the links to books will be in the description box inshallah and Aram um, uh, yes well and any any message from you Alhamdulillah, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, okay, inshallah. Okay, you can follow us on uh, social media. And if you have questions, please get in touch. Uh, info at raising-scholars.com. You can also sponsor uh, Monday Musings. Again, the link to sponsor will be in the description box below, inshallah. And we look forward to getting in touch with you virtually in our future episodes. Please share this with friends and family. If this can help one struggling soul out there who listens and finds comfort in this discussion and makes da'a for us, that would be, that would serve our purpose, inshallah. Jazakumullah khair, Ustada Liana, for your time and effort. May Allah accept this from you and may Allah make it weigh heavy on your scales. It was a wonderful discussion. Alhamdulillah. And let's just finish. Subhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdika. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfirika wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.